210 years <clears throat> or 400 years of slavery, depending on how you count. The story of the Exodus is the story of a people who didn't know freedom. The story of a people who were born into a system of oppression that was so obvious and so given that being able to see beyond it required a breakthrough. Going beyond the givens that we think we are aware of but can't be because we are the fish swimming within the given ocean is a kind of Girdle's theorem of of spirituality and liberation. It's impossible to see something when you're in it. When you are it. It's impossible to go and transcend that which is a given because it's very difficult to find space where one would see the thing that one doesn't see. In Zen, in the tradition of Buddhism that is made its way from China over to Japan, there's a common phrase that the knife can't cut itself and the eye doesn't see itself. The eye which sees can't see its own seeing. And the hand that shakes can't shake itself. The sound of one hand clapping is a koan, it's a riddle. How does one get beyond what one has never known other than? Where is hope to be born? How would one even know it when one saw it? How would we identify it if it wasn't recognized? And here you can hear Plato, right? Everything that we know, we've already known before. It's all a memory. We recognize it. We remember it. Somehow, in the Platonic schools of thought, we're not starting from scratch. There's a kind of remembrance of something. And we have that version, of course, within our tradition. How many of you have heard that a baby learns all of the Torah before they are born? And then this little cleft here, you know, this little... Mm, is an angel's imprint saying, forget it. We want you to work hard at it. I remember growing up in the Orthodox world, and then when I was eventually in the ultra-Orthodox world, there would be stories abounding, folk stories about kids that didn't have this little forgetting device, right? And they would be like known as a three-month-old that could recite all of the Bible by heart. <laughs> Go to the baby, you know, in Masharim. The baby knows. There's a forgetting that is obvious, or maybe more powerfully, there is a, not, a knowing that is impossible to bridge. And those stories and those folk tales, that Gemara and Nida, those, they're kind of trying to answer the question, how would we know something if we had never seen it before? How would we notice it? If we never tasted freedom before, how would we know freedom? If we had never known the holy, how would we recognize it when it hit us in the face. How would we? And all of the traditions of the world, to some degree or another, have answered by saying, it's not fresh. You know it because you've known it. You'll remember it because you remembered it. It was once a part of you, but it's been forgotten. Part of life is waking up or remembering what we already know. 
Now when, he came, when Moses came to the people, of course, he didn't say to them, I know that you haven't ever tasted freedom before, but he did remind them of something. The first moment of Moses' ministry was he came to the people and said, you have a legacy of freedom. You have an ancestry of freedom. You might be slaves and might have been born into servitude. You might not notice that you have a legacy of something different. You might not know that you have a bequeath. You've been bequeathed a heritage that is greater than the shackles that you find yourselves in. But your ancestors, your bubbies and daddies, you heard of the promise. It must have made its way underground somehow. You must have heard there was a time before Egypt. There was a time before. And every year, when we come to this moment, the Shabbat of Pesach, in our own telling of this timeless story of this, in some way, this universal story. We are returned to the original name for the month in which this holiday took place. Shamorit Chodesh Aviv. The book of Deuteronomy will retell the story of the Exodus and it will say, in a recasting of it, and historical contextualization is not, I think, the point of this sermon or of this drashah. Whether it's one holiday or two, it seems clear that there's a Passover holiday, then there's a seven-day of matzah holiday. It's some kind of spring renewal. But this month, which Moses recast to the Jewish people, this Chodesh Aviv, the first name of the holiday of the month that we're in, in which we are always to remember leaving Egypt, is called the month of when the first the grains come up, the Aviv. You can hear in the Aleph Bet, Aviv, the ABCs of language, right? Aviv is Aleph Bet, Aviv. It's the primal moment in language. It's the AB, it's the, right, the first instantiation of a child. The month of freedom, the month of liberation is saying that this is the month of freedom and liberation because children are free and born that way. Human beings know freedom because we were born that way. We're all free in that sense. There's always a Rishoniut, the beginning that Rabbi Jessica was talking to, that place inside each and every one of us that when Moses said, you're going to be free, we said, oh, we know that place, but we're not sure. How do we find it? It's kind of an Aviv place. It's a Chodesh Aviv. It's the ABCs. It's primal. It's deep. It's never extinguished. 200 years, 400 years, 1,000 years, 10,000 years, we would never forget fully in any complete way that we are all born trailing clouds of glory. We are all born with that birthright that belongs to us. And no matter what system we are born into and no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in, no matter how difficult it is, the Torah has to double down and say, there's a way out. Follow the yellow brick road, Follow the trail, the crumbs that are laid. Follow your yearnings. Follow your longings. Follow that incipient cracking at the shell of what could be. But somehow return to Chodesh Aviv. And not just return to the month of beginnings, but Shamor. Watch over it. Safeguard it. I don't think it's difficult at this moment in our national story, in our communal stories, Maybe in your personal stories, I don't find it difficult to hear the message, remember you're free. Remember 
a primal innocence. Remember a place before cynicism, before doubt, before despair. Remember a place. The Passover story happens every year at spring, and this is the age-old conversation. Did it happen in the spring because it's a spring, or it happened to happen in the spring? And that's why we remember it. The mystics of our tradition would say, of course we had to leave Egypt in the springtime. That's, it was waiting. It was always there. It was, spring was waiting for this quote-unquote historic moment. So whether it was historical or not, this is the exodus of Egypt in every single year when the buds begin to say, we remember what it's like to be a flower. When we wake up from the choref, which is the same letters as perach, from the choref, from the winter, we say, Ah! So, this Shabbat, this moment, we're about to read from chapter 16, verse 1. If you turn in your Eitz Chaim, in your Red Bibles, in Chumash, to page 1081, 1081, The very first verse, which is a great verse to place, we don't have screensavers anymore, I don't know what the analog anymore would be, like place it, I don't know, on your home, I don't know, what would be like, on your wallpaper, okay, or as an app, like a, you know, I don't know, Shamor et Chodesh Haviv, observe the month of Aviv, of ABCs, of the Right of that, the promise when ears of grain begin to appear, when buds open. And make a Pesach. The Hasidim say, make an opening. It's not the right spelling, but it sounds good. Make an opening. Pitchuli. Ki haviv. For in the month of renewal, that's the second time the phrase appears in the verse. Chodesh Aviv twice, right? Chodesh Aviv, Chodesh in the month of Aviv, in the month of new grains and new possibilities and renewal. God, source, spirit, the force that makes for salvation, whatever you call her, it, that, brought you forth from the land of the impossible Lila at night. Now, truth is, we didn't leave at night, although that itself is debatable. But you could rework this phrase in a beautiful way to say, safeguard that place that is knowing that there is renewal. Safeguard and make sure that you, as Rabbi Jessica said, that you remember that original place before the trauma of political elections, before the trauma of cynicism, before the, right, the despair, before the, oh, this is the way it must be, before this is the way it will always be, before. Because it might have been night, but you came out of the dark place, into the light of day, into the Chodesh Aviv, into the possibility of renewal. So this Aliyah this morning, this open up, this open Aliyah inviting you up to come forward to come up to Torah. By the way, it's amazing 
that we, we call going up to Israel Aliyah and going up to the Torah by the same phrase. To go up to Torah, it's as if this is the promised land here. Making a pilgrimage from wherever you are, right? From, your front, from the front door to my front seat, if you know that reference in Bruce, um, to this place. I'm inviting you, if you feel called this morning, and the phrase Chodesh Aviv, or just Aviv, 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 the spring is here. Spring is possible, and even though it was night, and even though you didn't know, you remember freedom. You remember the place of liberation. You know it. For the blessing of honoring that and then also safeguarding that, please come forward this morning to Torah for the Aliyah. No need for a special tap on the shoulder. If it calls to you, come here.